Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Join me for the ultimate Team Mom deep dive. This is more than just a recap show. I'll scour the internet to bring you all the best drama that MTV didn't air. From police reports to deleted tweets, I've got the details on all the fights, breakups, and arrests of our favorite MTV train wrecks. If you think the moms bring the drama on TV, just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hello, everyone. How are you? How's everybody's week going? I'm having a good week. Recording this a little late because I've been lazy as shit this week when it comes to doing my podcast, but you know, we can't win them all. So what happened this week? I am going to touch on the reunion. I think next week I'll maybe get more in detail and everything. It looks like next week will be good, but you know, you guys know I fucking hate Teen Mom reunions, right? If you've been listening now for however long I've been doing this podcast, over a year, you'll know that I think Teen Mom reunions are horrible. I don't understand why anybody thinks he'll ever be good. I don't understand why anybody ever expects Dr. Drew to, like, come in and lay down the law. We're not watching The Real Housewives. Dr. Drew is not Andy Cohen. So I never expect anything to be good. I just got so distracted. I looked out my window and saw the cutest dog. So I have to get up right now and close my blinds (laughs) because my ADD is too bad to have my blinds open. Also, before I get into it, this podcast will be released on my dear friend Katie Paisley's 30th birthday. So happy birthday, Katie. I love you. I will see you soon, hopefully in June. Um, Okay. Anyway, what was I talking about before my ADD got out of control? I was talking about the reunion. They're boring. They're never going to be what we want them to be. We all need to accept this. We all should have accepted this like nine years ago and I'm not sure why people are nine years behind there was big drama this week let's discuss the drama so Leah posted a picture of Gracie in the most outrageous cheer makeup I've ever seen now something about me I'm not really into stage makeup for kids I think it's pretty pointless most of the time but what about their face facial expressions I don't give a fuck Don't come at me with this is the way it's always done and it's fine because it's part of their uniform. Let's use critical thought. Um, This is not Liz Bentley's feminist diatribe podcast. Is that how you use the word diatribe? I don't know. I'm I'm not that smart. But I'm not going to get deep, deep, deep into it. But I will say that I think Leah goes way too hard on the stage makeup for Gracie. I think it's totally inappropriate. She literally has on an entire face of Instagram makeup. She had on fucking foundation. I guarantee you this is the makeup that Gracie, who is seven years old, seven, had on her face. Primer, foundation, full full coverage foundation, concealer, bronzer, blush, setting powder. Oh boy, was that obvious in that flash picture. She had fucking contour on. I'm sorry, why does a seven-year-old need to have contour on? I can kind of understand, like, the lights wash them out, so we put some lipstick on and some stuff on their eyes. I'm What seven-year-old needs her fucking nose contoured? Her nose is basically contoured off her face in this fucking picture. It's outrageous. She has on highlighter. Like, it. it's just, it's unnecessary. It's too much. 
but I think that's how all the girls do it in their crazy cheer league that's run by, I'm sure, crazy mothers who are, I, it's toddlers and tiara. It it fully is full-blown JonBenet pageantry makeup, and it's gross, and I'm sorry, I'm not going to apologize for my feelings on this. It's too fucking much. It's too much. There's no reason, not to mention that our fucking uniform is a midriff. It has like a stocking over it. So it just gives the illusion of being the midriff. But you can still see her belly button. And the skirt like barely covers her butt. She's seven. It's so fucking sexualized. (laughs) Let's just say if I have a daughter, she will never ever be doing a sport that emphasizes that type of uniform and makeup at seven years old. Now, what was the drama behind this? David felt the need. David is in Janelle's husband felt the need to leave a comment on Leah's Instagram that said something like, I can't believe Corey lets her wear that much makeup. Okay. First of all, David, don't comment on other people's Instagrams. Just don't do it. Like, just don't. Second of all, I'm not sure what Corey has to do with it. We all know he's saying that because he thinks he his patriarchal bullshit. But I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. In the end, David's right. <laughs> I hate to agree with David, but Grace was wearing way too much makeup. Now, David's daughter, Marissa, who I think is turning 11 this year. So she's like four years older than the twins, does cheerleading as well. Yes, she wears makeup during it. She has lips on. She has like eyeliner and mascara. But that's, in my opinion, like when people say that the kids need to wear stage makeup, Marissa has what is stage makeup on. Grace didn't have fucking stage makeup on. She had a full face of Kardashian makeup on. There's a difference. Marissa was wearing stage makeup, which personally, I'm still not a fan of. I still think it's unnecessary. Somehow, the little boys in cheerleading managed to not have on fucking lipstick and mascara and eyeliner, but, you know, I digress. I'm sorry, I need to, like, not go on a 30-minute rant about this because I will literally... As I said in the Facebook group, like, I will have a gladiator-style death match over this topic because I so strongly believe in my position. <laughs> I am truly the worst person. <laughs> I, I, guys, I know I'm a know-it-all, right? Like, I'll get reviews calling me a know-it-all. People on Reddit are always calling me a know-it-all. Like, I'm aware of that, but at the same time, I'm not sure how somebody could have a podcast where they speak into a mic for over an hour without a guest on and not be a know-it-all. Aren't know-it-alls who you want to listen to, like, talk on podcast? What would this podcast be if I was like, well, you know, I agree with Grace, with Leah, but I also agree with David. I don't know. Like, that, I would if I wasn't a know-it-all, <laughs> I wouldn't have a fucking podcast. It's just the truth. It's just the truth. I, I've i been a know-it-all my whole life. When I was a child, people would tell me that I should be a lawyer, which looking back just means that I was like really argumentative and fucking obnoxious as a child. It had nothing to do with one's, like nobody was like, wow, she'll be a good lawyer because she's very intelligent. No, it wasn't like that. It's funny. I like thought I wanted to be a lawyer because everybody said I would be a good lawyer. And then I took an intro to law class my freshman year and found out like what lawyers actually do. And I was like, wow, this sucks. Like, I don't want to do this. (laughs) Anyway, I'm totally off topic. I forgot where I was. 
oh, that I'll have a gladiator-style deathmatch? Look, am I being a know-it-all about this stage makeup topic? Yes, but I don't know how to not be a know-it-all. I don't know why I would do a podcast where I just talk to myself if I'm not a know-it-all. I actually, when listening to podcasts, I find guests or hosts that, like, aren't know-it-alls to be kind of annoying. I like when people have a strong sense of themselves and what they believe and they stick to it. I listen to a couple podcasts where the host is constantly agreeing with the guest and, in my opinion, changing their beliefs to, like, fit in with the guest, and that drives me bonkers. Anyway, so, yeah, I think David was in the right that Grace had too much makeup on. I don't agree with David commenting on the post. I don't agree with David mentioning Corey. I don't agree with any of that shit. Oh, also, Marissa's cheer outfit is so much more appropriate. It's a skirt that goes, like, uh, mid, mid-thigh. mid It's not a crop top. It, it just, what Grace is, the whole cheer league that Grace is in is so outrageous, and it may as well be pageants. It's pageantry with, like, intense gymnastics. It's, I'm not into it. And by the way, as a kid, I did all-star cheerleading, and we are... I was, like, in 7th or 8th grade. I must have been in 8th grade because I was going. <laughs> Do you love when I'm, like, figuring out times in my life and start bringing up context for things that don't make any sense to you guys? Anyway, I was in 8th grade. We absolutely did not wear crop tops. Um, we wore, to practice, we wore Sophie shorts. Do you think the kids in cheerleading so well wear Sophie shorts? And our uniforms were, like, full length. They went down. There there were no crop tops involved. It would have been inappropriate. Anyway, so, of course, the Internet, like, set itself on fire. (laughs) As the Internet, as the teen mom Internet tends to do anytime David does anything. And then E! News did a story on it. (sighs) And Janelle and David were commenting on that Instagram post saying shit like, Leah lost her kids. David was like, I don't do drugs and I didn't lose custody of my kids, which like uh, false and false. He has like multiple DUI arrests, multiple drug conviction or drug arrests, and he lost custody of Caden. <laughs> and personally, like I fucking love it when Janelle and David like go after other people for being bad parents, for losing custody. That's why I watch this trash. It's so funny to me. It's hilarious because they... <laughs> they're so wrong they're so in the wrong and it's so funny like yeah I just love when the lack of self-awareness I love it it's always been my favorite thing about Janelle then yesterday Janelle posts this crazy video defending David she she's so detached from reality and here's the thing everyone's like is she smoking meth why is she doing this Janelle has always been nutty She's always been like this. This is Janelle's reality. And I really, really, really do not think it's drug involved. Is she smoking pot all day? Yeah, but I don't think that this is a result of drugs. This is how Janelle's always been. But in the last, like, two years, she's really kind of reeled in just the craziness and how crazy she is online. And she doesn't do, she doesn't talk into the camera on MTV. So you kind of forget, like, just how crazy she is. But her Instagram video yesterday, which I'm going to insert here. If you know or not, David went to Leah's Instagram account and commented on her daughter's cheerleading makeup. Now, to me, it looked pretty heavy. To my friends, it looked heavy. So David was the only one that commented on it. (laughs) 
Now, he commented on some cheerleading makeup, and you guys are sending him death threats. Do you understand how wrong that is? He doesn't hate Leah, but when you go on someone's podcast talking pure shit, and when you go on Snapchat talking pure shit, people don't forget that, Leah. People don't forget. So David, you know, just decided to comment on it. No, he didn't have to go onto her Instagram and comment on it. But you know what? He did. And <laughs> I mean, what you gonna do about it? <laughs> then you have E! News starting the article out with David Eason, homophobic, racist comments. We hate him, we hate him, we hate him. He made a comment on Instagram. I'm so sorry if my husband got on your account and commented on your Instagram. Maybe you should block him or delete him. Maybe then you won't see his comments anymore. Problem solved. David never said he was against makeup at all. He's just saying she had way too much on. I mean, that contouring was like... There. When Janelle just rants into the camera is my absolute favorite. She used to do this online all the time. She would do live streams and I miss it. I just miss crazy Janelle. So she also went full transphobic yesterday when somebody who clearly had herself labeled as being a trans woman in her YouTube profile left a comment on Janelle's picture that was like, by the way, I had to make a... I had to make like a whole new Instagram yesterday so I could see this because I've been blocked from Janelle's Instagram. Oh, since she made it, I'm sure. I'm sure like the first day Janelle got Instagram, I commented like, you crazy bitch, because I was being a crazy bitch. And so I've been blocked on Instagram forever. And <laughs> so I had to make an Instagram. So I really wanted to see the comments and navigating comments on Instagram on the desktop is a nightmare. It's a complete nightmare. So this girl left a comment that was like, nice transphobia or transphobia looks good on you. Some Something calling her out and Janelle's response was something along the lines of like, being feminine doesn't look very good on you, which is horrific. And honestly, if they're going to fire David for transphobia, like fire Janelle. But here's my thing. If they fire Janelle, cancel Team Mom too. I'm all for Janelle being fired at this point, but they need to cancel Team Mom too if that's their plan. But how do you fire for fire David for that shit, but you don't fire Janelle for being openly transphobic? Now, do I think Janelle's transphobic? Well, yeah, I, I mean, obviously she's being transphobic. But I think Janelle is a person that is so easily influenced by whoever she's with that she just does and says anything. She, Janelle, it's honestly crazy how little value Janelle has, like little values Janelle has. She stands for literally nothing. She has no independent thought. Janelle's a hateful person. So I think it makes sense that the person that she is with and the people that she's usually with are also hateful people. They're people that are racist. They're pe- like she, I think she's a natural bigot because she is hateful. I don't think she's a bigot because she genuinely believes the things that she's spewing. Does that make sense? Like, I I don't think Janelle actually cares about transphobic people. I don't think Janelle cares. Like, but she she hates people. She hates, she's hateful. And if she can get to you by being hateful in a way that's transphobic, racist, homophobic, like, she absolutely will be. And when she's with somebody that believes in all those things, it gets, like, amped up to the max. I think if she happened 
somehow to find a man that was like very progressive and liberal she would still feel that hate on the inside but she would not be open with it if janelle was with a liberal guy she would be about gun control and bathroom rights and that type of shit but she's with david so she's not i hope i explained that because i do like i don't know but janelle janelle should be fired for what she said you should not be able to be on mtv and go online and make transphobic comments if they're gonna fire david for it they should fire janelle for it i'm just so uninterested in watching t-mom 2 without janelle i'm actually uninterested in watching t-mom 2 this season i'm really feeling burnt out on it but i hope it comes back and it's interesting <sighs> we'll see we'll see so yeah that was the big drama janelle you crazy girl <laughs> you crazy okay i'm gonna quickly go over the teen mom og reunion in which i did not take notes and i only just recently watched about 20 minutes ago and i've already forgotten everything that happened <laughs> because it was pretty boring kate cried by the way kate looks good i like her pink hair i thought the top and that she was wearing in the blazer looked really nice the pants were no es bueno not good looking she was so close but she wore like these crazy pants Ugh, I just want to take Kate to Old Navy where I know she will fit into a 2XL and get her, like, cute clothes. They're, she dresses so shitty, and I don't understand why. There are options. Kate could spend a lot of money at Torrid. She could get cute mod cloth dresses. There are options for her. She just, look, I get it. She doesn't care. I'm not really a huge fashion person either, but I, w I, I wish I could help Kate. So she cried about leaving Nova. She said she's clean and sober for four months, but I'm pretty sure she's still drinking and just means pot, which, like, I wish people would learn the definition of clean and sober, but I can't. I can't. That's not my axe to grind. You know, I can't. Oh, I just can't expend energy on that. I think I cried about it once on this podcast when talking about Amber and Matt. I did. I did. I there's an episode from last year, probably around this time, that I got myself so worked up about Matt and Amber calling themselves sober that I started crying. If you can find the episode, you should listen to it. I, I'm pretty sure I was on the Patreon end of it, but it was, I mean, I, I think it's a, it's a good message that I had. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Kate's segment was very boring. Very boring. I just... I hope Kate's happier, you know, for everybody's sake. What else? Amber. Amber said something very weird about how she wasn't doing many drugs, but she was drinking a lot. So she wasn't sober when she was depressed last summer, which like, okay. <laughs> I was like, not doing many drugs. Like she said something weird that implied, in my opinion, that she was doing drugs while she was drinking heavily. She said that she thinks everything that Gary and Christina say is bullshit, basically, and just defended her choice not to see Leah all summer. And Dr. Drew even backed her up. And I kind of got what Dr. Drew was saying. Here's the thing that's frustrating about Dr. Drew, and I refuse to make this a podcast where I just, like, go in about what's frustrating about Dr. Drew because, as I said, like, I'm not expecting – excuse me, I just had a weird hiccup – I'm not expecting Dr. Drew to, like, be an a interviewer that gets... I'm not expecting him to be Andy Cohen. 
so here it was frustrating i agree when dr drew said like if you were not sober you should not have been around leah i 100 percent agree with that i think he was right like if amber was drinking so heavily taking god knows what drugs couldn't get out of bed like of course she should not be around leah what the issue with Dr. Drew was is that he's like, oh, so you got a new boyfriend and now you're pregnant? Like, great. He seems to be good for you. And, like, just, like, bumps over the fact that <laughs> she went right from her heavily drinking depression to meeting this guy and being pregnant within, like, a fucking month time. <laughs> Therein lies the issue. So what else happened on this reunion? Andrew. I found Andrew's segment to be interesting in which he called Gary manipulative because I agree with that he said Gary's manipulative she knows he knows exactly how to push Amber's buttons and I was like yeah true like it's just true he's manipulative just because he's a good dad to Leah does not mean that he's necessarily like a good person and that he doesn't treat Amber shittily and I think this really gets overlooked because Amber is like such a monster And she's so loud. (laughs) Amber's problem is that she's so loud. And I think that's kind of why she's had a pretty easy easy season. It's kind of floated by on uh, online criticism from what I've noticed. It's because she has not been nearly as loud this season. But it's easy for us to be like, Amber's a goddamn monster. And Gary's a saint. Because Gary doesn't yell. He doesn't need to yell. And I think he does a lot of his manipulating off camera. But I mean, I believe Andrew when he says like, he knows exactly what to call what to call and say to make her mad. Like we saw him do that for fucking years and years and years and years. It that tracks for me. But I did not like when Amber said, "Well, Gary keeps bringing up this the old articles about him with this stuff from his past." And Dr. Drew's like, "Oh, well, what's that about?" And he says something about, "Well, it's all public record." <laughs> yeah, hun, we know, we saw. And then Andrew basically says, like, I went into a tailspin when my dad was, when my dad, my dad died and, you know, like, I had my stupid DUI and really glossed over the fact that he had two separate restraining orders against him. He had an arrest for heroin possession. He had arrest for gun possession. I think when you, what happened was he was on probation and not allowed to own guns and they found him with guns. Like, Andrew's past arrests are fucking serious and they're like well you know i was depressed i do love this thing in the teen mom world where you can kind of do and say whatever the fuck you want and then when dr drew questions you about it you're just like it was a really dark time in my life i was really depressed (laughs) it's just so not how the real world operates and how the rest of us live okay now we'll get on to the good part obviously, which is Mackenzie and Ryan. One, I thought Mackenzie looked great. I think people are too harsh on Mackenzie's looks. They call her a rat, which I think is very mean. I don't think she's ugly. I would love to see Mackenzie go full Stassi and get a chin implant. I think she would look so fucking cute with a chin implant. I'm all about that. Look, she doesn't need to get it, but I just think she would look so cute. Now, was their segment infuriating? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. This is revealed that Ryan is on probation. Had he not been arrested last week or whenever that was, two weeks ago, how long has it been? How long have I been here? I don't know. Time means nothing. But if he wasn't arrested, we would have, that would have been the big 
Team Mom reunion reveal, we find out that he's been getting drug tested every month for the court through pee tests, but that he won't take a hair test because he doesn't want it to come back positive. His doctor just like, well, if you drug test for the court, like, why won't you drug test for Macy's? Like, well, I'm not doing a hair test because I don't want to give her a positive drug test. It makes literally no sense. I, I could, like, kind of understand it right when he got out of rehab, but... Also, the lab can tell, like, how long it's been in your hair. None of it makes any sense. Nothing Ryan says ever makes fucking sense. Ever. Ever. It, that's what's so frustrating about Mackenzie and Ryan. Also, Mackenzie, I want to lock Mackenzie in a room and teach her how to be a better reality TV star. Stop going after Macy. Stop doubling down. I really do think there's, like, a chance for a public redemption for Mackenzie, but I just don't know if she'll ever be able to pull it off. Mackenzie has such a problem with coming off as genuine on TV. There's something remarkable about watching her because it feels like every single thing that comes out of her mouth is a lie. She is so unable to present any genuine emotions. They talk about the fact that Ryan is not in therapy. He occasionally calls his therapist from treatment, which like, LOL. Um... They talk about the fact that Jen, Larry, and Mackenzie are his support systems, which it's great if you have a supportive family, but they cannot be your only support systems, Ryan. That's not good for you. So they talk about that. They also do this weird conversation about why Ryan's not in therapy. Now, Ryan says that finding a therapist was hard because of the TV, like, because of his job on TV. And Dr. Drew was like, what? And he was like, well, yeah, you know, I can't be on TV or I can't be in therapy because they don't, like, because I'm on TV. It doesn't make any sense. Here's what I think happened. I think, one, Ryan tried to find a therapist that would film. And they said, absolutely not. We're not filming. And he said, okay, I can't do therapy because they won't film. Or I think that Ryan found one therapist, had a session, spent the whole session bitching about being on reality TV, and the therapist said, well, have you considered possibly, you know, leaving the show and, like, getting a job and supporting yourself in another way? Because this seems to have a really negative impact on your life. And then Ryan said, oh, well, my therapist said I had to quit the G... Ryan left the therapist's office and told Mackenzie and Jen and Larry that the therapist told him that he had to quit the show if he wanted to be in therapy. <laughs> and they all agreed that then he he didn't have to go to therapy because he was obviously not quitting the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. Drew asked him about 12-step programs, and obviously he's not doing them either. And Mackenzie's like, it's just hard for him. And I guarantee you if Ron got you know, went to NA or AA and got a sponsor, they would also say, like, well, you probably need to quit the show because the show is not good for him. But, I, I mean, Ryan really is in, like, a golden handcuff situation, unfortunately, in which he will never, ever make as much money doing anything else. And he makes a lot of fucking money. Remember, the dads are making, like, $250,000 a season. That's so much money, especially in Tennessee. But being on reality TV is terrible for him. It's awful. 
he's not doing well. And I can't, I can't, I'm going to get empathetic with Ryan for about 14 seconds right now. Because as I said, I think last week or the week before, I, Feathers in My Hair is not a podcast where I just like curb stomp someone into the ground. I think that's uninteresting and I like to be an empathetic person who likes to look at situations from an empathetic, empathetic lens. Now, I cannot fucking imagine how difficult it is to get sober on reality TV or also be in my active addiction on reality TV. My heart actually genuinely goes out for him on that. I just, God, I can't imagine. (laughs) Like if cameras were following me around when I was using, holy shit. Or if cameras were following me around for my first year of sobriety. I, and people were commenting on my addiction and commenting on my recovery. Does Ryan have, I'm using the word recovery, but I mean it in a very loose sense because I don't think Ryan's sober. I don't think any of us think Ryan's sober, but it's just, it's just upsetting. It's, I mean, I can't imagine that. But how's he going to leave the show? What's he going to do? Just get a normal job? He won't be able to fund his life. But yeah, he could just leave the show and get a normal job. I have a normal job. We all have normal jobs. I'm sure everybody listening to this, unless there's some fucking reality TV star listening, has a normal job and manages to get by. The thing is, I don't have my own four-bedroom home. I live in a two-bedroom apartment with a roommate because that's my reality because that's what I have to do. But it's just, yeah, I just can't imagine how hard that would be to have to be on TV and have the whole world commenting on the darkest part of your life. Difficult. Really difficult. They also mentioned the fact that they don't keep alcohol in the home and then it pan because Dr. Drew says something about like, you know, you have to be totally sober and like you can't be on other substances. And Ryan's like, well, I don't, I don't do other drugs. And Mackenzie's like, I think he means alcohol. And Dr. Drew's like, what do you mean about alcohol? And she's like, I thought that's what you meant. And we don't keep alcohol in our home. And then it pans to Taylor and Macy backstage. He's like, yeah, but they were shit-faced drunk at their wedding. (laughs) Oh, God. Mackenzie is in so deep. She's in so, so, so deep. And it's it's a dark place to be. I can't imagine. Also, my, like, relationship with my ex-boyfriend, how difficult and dark it was. I can't imagine if that was on TV. The episode ends with supposedly McKenzie or Macy's going to come out on stage and Ryan to like all talk together. And Ryan's like, I think the fuck not. Ryan is very uninterested in having any sort of confrontation with Macy. He says, because Macy can't tell the truth, which I think we all know is false. By the way, I want to go on one little rant here. The amount of comments I've seen about Ryan's look are truly annoying and upsetting not because I give a fuck about the way that Ryan looks but because of I just want everybody to think when they talk about the way that Ryan looks how they're stigmatizing addicts with their conversation the fact is Ryan looks the way he does because he got fat and because his hair went gray he actually doesn't look like that because of a heroin addiction like he's just fat and he has gray hair But I keep seeing these comparisons, like, before and after, where, first of all, they use a picture from when he was fucking 19 years old. Like, no shit, 10 years later, he looks different. And they're like, heroin has wrecked him. Oh, this is what junkies look like. Like, no. People say really gross shit about the way that he looks and attribute it 
to him being a drug addict. And I just, if people did not know he was a drug addict, they'd just be like, wow, Ryan got fat. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, do, I'm the same age as Ryan. We're both turning 30 this year. Like, do you know how many guys that I graduated from high school look exactly like him that are not heroin addicts? They've just gotten fat and are starting to go gray. <laughs> he's aging and he's aging like shit. But if you look at how, his, how he's gaining weight, he's gaining weight like his daddy. He's gaining weight in his stomach and his face, just like Larry holds his weight. I just, I don't like it. I think people say really gross shit about him because they think it's fine because he's a junkie. And I'm using air quotes because I fucking hate the word junkie. And if you're not an addict, don't call anybody a junkie. And if you are an addict, don't call other people junkies. You can call yourself a junkie. It's the most disgusting and demeaning world word. And people who have addictions have mental health issues. Just don't do it. It's just not right. Ugh. Ugh. But, yeah, I just, I think people go too hard on the way he looks, when in reality, like, if you look at him up close, like, his skin looks pretty clear, he doesn't, if his eyes weren't bugged out of his head, like, nobody, I don't know, I've, I've lost, I've lost steam a little bit on this, and I'm not sure exactly where I'm going with this train of thought, but I just, I'm just here to say, like, I'm not that interested in, like, people's thoughts on the way he looks in relation to him being a heroin addict. Does that make sense? Anyway, the reunion, it was fine. It actually wasn't that boring, but it also wasn't that entertaining to me. Uh, I, I guess I'm looking forward to the Farrah interview. I guess. Farrah got labiaplasty live on TV. Oh my God, I forgot. We quickly need to go over the fact that I sent a tweet to Michael, Farrah's father, this week, basically being like, hey, what two degrees did Farrah get? Because Farrah is running her mouth on Instagram saying that she has two college degrees. Now, as far as I know, Farrah has one associate's degree from a community college in Iowa. Great. Good for her. If you guys will remember, she then went to the Art Institute of Florida in Fort Lauderdale. But she left that early. She only she went for less than a year. And according to articles around the time, she was taking time off. Now, according to Farrah's LinkedIn, she has a bachelor's from the Art Institute of Florida. No idea when she finished that. And she also has a bachelor's from Pace University in accounting, which, mm, lol, when did she do that? If Farrah had fucking a four, one four-year degree, nevertheless two, we would never fucking hear the end of it. Even if she got these when T-Mom OG was off the air, she would have been ranting and raving when Dr. Drew was calling Kale the only team mom to have a four-year degree. There is no way that she has these. She's just a fucking liar. By the way, the only stuff that I can find online about Pace beyond her having, like, it on her LinkedIn is that she gave interviews saying that she was doing the online school or that she was going to be doing the online school. She didn't, like... It, it's just not a thing. So I sent him a tweet asking, like, hey, what two year or what two degrees does Farrah have? And he responded via DM. Why I'm getting random DMs from the people on Teen Mom, I don't know. By the way, I don't have anything in my Twitter profile about feathers in my hair. So when, like, Ashley sends me a DM, Nate's girlfriend, or when Michael sends me a DM, I'm pretty positive they're not doing it because they know I host a podcast and they want to get in good. They're just doing it because they're weirdos. I'm not, I don't DM anybody. <laughs> okay, so he said to me, he said, culinary management and finance BS. She is working on her master's right now. I said, 
Where is she getting her master's from? Why haven't you guys ever corrected MTV that kills the only two mom to get her bachelor's? And this is Michael's response. At this point, it doesn't make any difference. They lied about our lives in the editing to make Farrah look bad, but we have moved on. Farrah went big time with her lawsuit settlement because no matter what they say, MTV and producers, their attorneys did not want it to go to court because MTV and the producers made a large discriminatory mistake no matter how hard they made Farrah out to be a villain. We wish everyone the best, but we are happy and healthy. P.S. Kale is their poster child, teen mom, in favorites, which in the end... What difference, what, which in the end won't make a difference because all TV shows come to an end. Take care. Kale is their favorite and their poster child? So I said, LOL, Michael, what? Everyone hates Kale. She has three children by three men. She's not MTV's poster child. Come on. You know that's Macy and Chelsea. And that claim was made when Fair was still very much on the show. Why not correct it then, over a year ago? His response, it makes no difference now. I'll address it in my upcoming book, LOL. And so I, I pushed a little. I said, where is she getting her master's from? She never talks about it, so I'm surprised to hear that. And the response was, the last few years we have been working to have a more private life. That's why she's not talked about it. She's talking a lot. She's taking a lot of it online, but I can't share wh- share where for privacy's sake. It could be from one of the universities located in Florida. Fair took classes at the University of Florida. Texas, Farrah supported students at UT or Nebraska. Her mom went to University of Nebraska. No surprise. What? I That response makes so little sense. First of all, when did Farrah take classes at UF? Second of all, what the fuck does it mean to support students at UT? Third of all, why does it matter where her mom went to college? I said, you do know this answer makes no sense and it's not how master's degree works. Yes, her LinkedIn has colleges listed, none of the ones you suggest. So either she's lying or you are. He says, yes, they do for programs. Deborah's executive MBA from the University of Nebraska was 18 months and most of it was done online. Then she did her dissertation in Costa Rica. Okay, think what you want. I said, yes, but where Farrah took undergrad classes, where she supported students, or where her mom got her degree has nothing to do with her master, her own master's degree. Have Farrah post proof of her bachelor's and prove us all wrong. <laughs> His response was, like I said, we are starting to have a more private life. If you do want to believe me, that's okay, too. And we don't have to prove right anything right or wrong. And that's when I, I typed back, you do know Fair is literally getting labiaplasty live on Instagram right now. But I decided to not send that because here's the thing. I can't get into a Twitter fight with Michael from Teen Mom. Like, I just, I physically can't do it. And I went too far with my tweets or with my messages to him. It was too much. It's not good for my soul. It's not good for anybody's soul. But yeah, so supposedly Farrah's getting a a master's degree in accounting right now. But just not mentioning it ever. It's just so ridiculous. It's so... The amount in which they lie is so insane. And as far as the win big in the lawsuit, I would bet that she got like $100,000 would be my guess. Would be my big guess. And they're trying to make it seem like she got millions and millions, which there's just no way. There's no way. There's no way MTV settled for millions of dollars. God, I hope Farrah leaks exactly how much she got somehow. And that's it for OG for this week. And we're going to go on to Young and Pregnant.
lots of babies born this week. I'm going to get right into Lexi and Kyler, who brought baby Tobias into the world, which is, I don't know, a silly name. First of all, do you think Lexi watches Arrested Development? <laughs> Will her baby be an ever new? <laughs> oh, God. I love how the episode starts off with Lexi being like, I'm so glad Kyler and I figured out a plan. And I'm like, but did you? <laughs> Does Kyler staying at your house for one week mean that you figured out a plan? Mm, interesting. They don't have a name for the baby yet, so they do this thing where they basically, like, put all of their name suggestions into a hat, pull them out, and the last three are, like, going to be the ones that they pick from. And Lexi apparently wanted to name her baby Arlo. I can't figure Lexi out. <laughs> Nothing about Lexi makes any sort of sense to me. I'm sorry, but Arlo, from that girl, all of the names are so weird. So I mean, if you told asked me what I thought Lexi would be naming her baby, she is definitely an Aiden, Caden, Jaden type of girl. And for her names to be like Tobias, Arlo, it doesn't make any sense. They ended with three names, which are Ryder, I think Ryder, but it could have been Riker because Tobias's middle name ended up being Riker, which by the way, Riker's a bad name. Sorry, not sorry, do not like. But they ended up with Ryder, Silas, and Asher, which are all very nice names. Ryder, it's not my favorite, but it's fine. But I personally love both the names Silas and Asher. Love. I have a friend that just had a baby named Silas. It's a cute name. I'm a big fan of weeds. One of my friends is named Ash. Actually, I have like a couple friends named Asher because I'm Jewish. But um, I personally love the name Asher. Don't love like weird spellings of it. Like when they spell it after the diamond or they add like C's. I like just a plain A-S-H-E-R. I love the name Asher. Uh, wish they had gone with Asher. Um, but I don't know. Nothing about Lexi. I just, I can't pin that girl down. Does she have friends? I know we've seen some friends, but like, they don't seem like they're really her friends. I think Lexi's entire world is Kyler, her mom, her little brother, now baby Tobias, and the internet. Lexi's an internet girl. She's a One Direction stan. I'm surprised they didn't name the baby Harry, but maybe she's not a Harry. What if Lexi's a Larry? Do you guys know what Larrys are? They're people who, like, truly believe Harry Styles and Louis Tomlinson, is that his last name? Like, are fully in a committed relationship and or were in a committed relationship. And honestly, sometimes I'll read the Larry Tumblr blogs and they're so fucking convincing. <laughs> I read, like, a call. I spend an hour reading them and then I become a Larry. <laughs> There's a good Reply All episode about them, but they're, like, it's a crazy internet fandom, and I, I'm i going to bet that Lexi is one of them. There's something that goes on so much deeper in Lexi that we don't see in any way on the show. Like, she does not come out at all, and I'm just not sure what that deeper person is. I hope we see it. 
What do you think Lexi's like when she gets mad? Like, I want to see her scream in Kyler's face. Like, do I want to see her hit Kyler? I mean, no. Ethically, no. But for fun, yeah. I mean, for entertainment purposes, I would like to see her hit Kyler. Kyler deserves to be hit. (laughs) That's not good. I don't support domestic violence. But I just want to see her get mad. Do you think Lexi has ever screamed at someone in her entire life? She's such a little bird. I just want her to buck up. So Lexi lets us know that she wants to name the baby Maverick or Tobias. Maverick is a horrific name for a child. Yes, I know Macy named her baby Maverick. And it's it's not a good name. It's not good. And they said if the baby looks like a Maverick or Tobias, then they'll name him that. Okay, can you guys explain to me what a baby that looks like Tobias looks like? (laughs) or maverick for that much oh god it's just it's just too much kyler says well if he looks like a joaquin will we name him that which by the way i like the name joaquin i like it it's cute also kyler's last name is lopez is he latino i'm i need more background i want to see more of kyler's mom she was a gift I want her and her blue eyeshadow and her bad tattoos to show up. So Lexi goes into labor and there's very dramatic music playing, but the baby comes pretty quickly and his name is Tobias Riker Lopez DeLuna. And Lexi posted online that DeLuna is actually not her last name. It's like her great grandmother's last name. And there are only a couple people left in their family and they wanted to carry that last name on, which I actually think is incredibly sweet and thoughtful and I was truly shocked and I think it's pretty cool and now I'm like looking at Lexi differently like is Lexi cool this is what I mean like I would never have guessed that Lexi would use her great-grandmother's last name as hyphened onto her baby's name never would have guessed it not in a million years and yet here we are this is what I mean who is Lexi I just I don't know I don't know but I think that's like it's uh, it's cool. I wish she just had not given him Kyler's last name, though. Although they're still actively together. By the way, they're all filming the reunion in New York this week. TMYP girls. And Kyler posted a hilarious picture of, like, you know, the they're staying in Times Square. And it's a picture of Times Square, like, from the hotel window. And it's a pretty picture. And one of the hashtags on it is business trip. <laughs> Which, like, I guess is right. Like... <laughs> he's traveling for work so I guess it is a business trip but it cracked me up business it just I just thought that was so funny like Kyler truly thinks he's like on a business trip Kyler he's so dumb he powers down at night he was supportive in the hospital supportive with the baby um, it was pretty cute. They brought the baby home and like Lexi's little brother was there with his camera, like taking pictures of them. Like the whole time I thought it was very cute. They like washes the baby's face off because he had some gunk on his face. And I noticed the little brother was like shoved in the bathroom with them taking pictures. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was cute. Lexi's little brother, he's probably like 12. He's just loving life. He's going to be on TV. 
Um, by the way, all the grandmas are taking pictures together at the reunion. They all went bowling yesterday, I guess. And I'm loving life following my TMYP girls on uh, Instagram. I'm just loving it. Um, Lexi also lets us know that she's thrilled that Kyler is there. And she didn't think she'd be happy if she didn't have Kyler there with her. And I think we all know that, Lex. Like, I think we all know that you're only going to be happy if Kyler is there with you. Mm, sorry, not sorry. Okay, let's hit up Brianna, who we're starting to see the cracks of her and Danae. And I'm excited. Next week, hopefully, is going to be good, good drama. We didn't get any of Jessica, who you guys know I love. Her Instagram is still beautiful, although Brianna has a new boyfriend. Spoiler alert. And I feel like uh, Jessica's being a little too welcoming of him and, like, constantly posting, like, family and, like, he's in them, which I'm honestly leads me to believe that Brianna might be back with the father of her child. I am dying to find out, dying to find out who this guy is, because if it's not the father of her child, I'm like wildly concerned that she's already moved a new guy into her home, or if not into her home, like completely into her life to father this baby. This baby is like six months old and he's already had two dads. And that's concerning to me. I would assume it's concerning to Jessica. And I'm kind of guessing why Brianna's new boyfriend, whose name I totally forget, although he did finally get tagged in something on Instagram. So I was able to follow him and he literally had like seven followers, which you guys know I love. I love getting in on the ground floor. Um, But he, I can't remember what his name is, but he seems fine. So I'm really, I really think my prediction is that Brianna is back with the father of her child. And I mean, if that's the case, like, good for them, maybe. I, it's hard to be like, wow, that's great. Like, good for them. Like, super supportive because we don't know anything about him at all. But, you know, good for him being involved with his kid. And I guess it's good for Brayson. I can't believe they gave him that fucking name. Can we just call him Bray? Is that a weird name? Should we call him Sonny? I think that's cute. I think all these kids with these son last names should just all be called Sonny. Like Watson, I'm already calling him Sonny in my head. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Danae and Bree are talking about giving the baby the bath. And Bree apparently just wants to lay him down in the water. And Danae's like, you can't do that. Like, he's three weeks old. <laughs> And they bring the bathtub in her bedroom, the baby's bathtub, which I thought was kind of weird. I'm assuming they have a very small bathroom. They probably, like, both can't fit in with the baby bath. They probably only have a shower, so they can't, like, put the baby bath in the bathtub. But I don't know. There is something uncomfortable to me watching, like, a bath happen outside <laughs> outside of a bathroom. I, I, I didn't love it, to be honest. They, I feel like they should have done it in the kitchen <laughs> where there wasn't carpeting. <laughs> and they're fighting during it and we're finding out that things are changing and I'm thinking a lot of this is probably just like sleep de- sleep deprivation is how you say that word it's sleep deprivation and I think Danae is really starting to feel the cracks of not being a baby's biological father but taking on the fathering role Now, like I said, I think this can happen. I've seen it happen in real life where a friend got back with an ex-boyfriend when she was seven months pregnant. I think I discussed this. And it's like 
eight years later and they're still together and he's absolutely the father of her child. It's the only dad she's ever known. Nobody would ever say differently. Like he is a hundred percent involved. He's a great dad, but I, they were also, I mean, he was like 25 or 26 when that happened, I think. And Danae is what, 18 or 19. I think being a teen father is hard enough, you know, it's an incredibly complicated situation. And so stepping up when you're 18 or 19 to take on the responsibility of raising a child that's not your own is so impossible to work. Like, if they had worked it out, I would have been shocked. And I feel sorry for Danae in a way because, I, as I said, like, I really do think part of doing this is proving his manhood and I think he's probably too young and immature to understand that like raising a child that's not yours as their father is not the way to prove your manhood it's it's never going to work for you you raise a child when you I don't know I just I think he had this idea in his head and it's clearly not what's happening and I don't think it's important I mean, obviously, like, if he's he's never going to biologically have a child, and I'm not saying that he, like, should never be a father because the baby will never biologically be his. That doesn't make any sense. But when he is ready to be a father, which I don't think he is now, clearly, Brianna's probably not ready to be a mom either, but here we are. It will be when he's in a serious relationship with a woman and they decide together to bring a baby into this world and they get sperm and have a baby, <laughs> I, or he meets a woman that already has a baby and he becomes a stepfather and then maybe they're together for a long time and then he adopts the child. I don't think this situation was ever going to work. A baby conceived by his ex-girlfriend while they were on a break because they were both cheating on each other or whatever. I can't totally figure out if they were... I think what happened, at least how they make it seem on the show, is Danae cheated on Brianna so they took a break. In this time, Brianna moved to Wisconsin, gets pregnant, gets back with Danae. So Danae moves to Wisconsin. That's just like never going to be a situation in which Danae was an equal parent. They're just not mature enough for that. And it was an immature situation to begin with. There, I, I, I think all the adults around them probably knew it too. Like it'd be one thing if he just met this girl, Brianna, and she was already pregnant and they have a go at it. But I think they they were very unrealistic in deciding that Janae would be this baby's father, you know, and take on a full father role. What would have been maybe more realistic is if Danae lived in his own place and, like, kind of let Brianna be a single mom for a while while they saw each other on the side. Not on the side, but, like, they continued to see each other and Danae isn't this child's father and knows he's not the father and there's no pretending that he's the father and then if they're still together in a year two years then naturally Danae would take on the father role because the baby daddy wouldn't be in the picture I just don't I, this was never gonna work this idea at least between the two of them it was never gonna work because there's always going to be this resentment that this child is a result of whatever fucked up relationship thing was going on, whether they're on a break or Brianna was cheating, whatever. It wasn't a healthy situation. And I don't think Brianna ever really saw Danae as the father of a child. 
I mean, we find this out because when they're fighting, Brianna takes the baby away from him. And she goes, I know it's fucked up, but I'm like instinctively doing it. And I think she should have listened to her gut there. You know, her instincts are telling her like this man is not the father of my child. And they just never should have let it be. It should have always been like Brianna's having a baby and this is my boyfriend, Danae. And Danae's going to be involved because he's my boyfriend and we're together every day. But no, he's not the child's father. He's not even the child's stepfather. He's just my boyfriend who's helping me out with the child. That would have been, I think, a much more realistic situation. I don't think there would have been nearly as much resentment. It would have been much clearer when Brianna took the baby away because it is her baby and not Danae's. And I just don't think this 17-year-old and this 19-year-old, I keep saying Danae's 19, but I'm not 100% sure if he is. But I keep this, that this 17-year-old and this 19-year-old would be able to healthily navigate this incredibly complicated situation. Just my two cents. (laughs) So there's a really kind of, to me, a weird scene where what I thought was going on was Brie and Danae were having a fake fight where he was like, go do my laundry. And she's like, fuck you. Like, I'm not doing the laundry. And then he's like, go do the dishes. Like, I thought they were kidding. Did anybody else think they were kidding? Like, I thought it was totally a fake fight. I thought they were just like kind of fucking around. Danae was even laughing. And Brianna was kind of laughing too and then all of a sudden it like escalates to a real fight where Brianna's like stomping around getting her laundry together and she said Danae's like why are you mad and she's like you're annoying shut up you won't shut the fuck up and I'm like whoa and this is what I mean guys when I say that I see a little hint of Janelle is that they she goes from calm to mad very quickly she is very like calm cool Fiona told me I say calm, cool, and collected a lot, and I just caught myself doing it. But she says very chill and just relaxing, and then all of a sudden she's going off, which is something I noticed Janelle does. And by the way, when I say like Jan- I see Brianna becoming a Janelle, I don't mean that I see her like screaming at her mom and that type of thing. I don't, I don't personally see that light for her. What I mean is that I, <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked if Brianna ended up addicted to drugs without custody of her kid putting men before her child that's what I mean by I think Brianna could be a Janelle I I mean god forbid I hope that's not the case but it's just I've to live in my truth as I've said a million times so Danae calls Brie a petty ass fucking bitch and it's not great he's like nobody wants to wait around for hours for you to do the laundry and it's like, I, I just don't understand where this fight even came from. I don't get it. It came out of nowhere. It really, it came out of nowhere. So we get a scene of Brie talking to her sister and her sister's making her breakfast. And this is where Brie brings up the fact that like when she, when they get into a fight, she takes the baby away from Danae. And she acknowledges like, this isn't right. I want Danae to be the father, but I'm not acting like it. And her sister's, like, her sister's opinion is that neither one of them can control their emotions, which is why they fight every day. Which, once again, what I mean by Janelle, like, she is calm. She's not, like, an outrageously aggressive person. But I don't think she has a lot of control over her emotions, which is a recipe for disaster. I say this as someone that had no control over her emotions for the first 25 years of her life. (laughs) No control whatsoever. Thanks, PTSD. You were cool. (laughs) Glad I figured you out during EMDR therapy because that was not a fun way to live. 
uh, Brie, though, is very self-reflective, I will say. And that is definitely something that sets her apart from Janelle. Definitely. And she's never going to, I hope, she's never going to lose that that self-awareness that she has. But even when talking to her sister, she it seems like she can clearly recognize why they're fighting, what the problem is, and how she needs to fix it. And I, I thought that was pretty mature coming from a 17-year-old. Uh, Danae and Brianna have a, f- like, a conversation. And if you guys will notice, Brianna is using a lot of I statements. I wonder if she's been in therapy as a kid. Or did you guys do an elementary school conflict resolution and you learned, I feel when you, because, and I would like to, or I would like you to, uh, where you learn about the I statements. <laughs> We learned that in fourth grade, I think. I still think about it a lot, so I guess it worked. Or if Jessica's just a really good communicator and taught Brianna how to use I statements. But she basically is saying, like, I understand. Wow, I have the hiccups. Excuse me. She says, I understand what I'm doing wrong. I feel very bad that I take the baby away from you. It's not right. And Danae basically is like, Okay, it really, really hurts when you do that because it's just another reminder that the baby doesn't have my DNA. And Brianna's like, yeah, I understand. I'm going to try and stop doing that. And Danae's like, okay, well, I can't trust that. How do I know that? And Brianna's like, well, you, I mean, you, you don't know. Like, I'm going to try and show you. And Danae goes such to a level 10, not in yelling, but in emotional manipulation where he brings up, you know, this is like domestic violence, right? And my like head spun around on my neck. Like I did a complete Exorcist 360 head spin. I was like, what? This is domestic. What is he talking about? And he says, you're being, you know, this is abusive, right? Like you're emotionally abusing me. <laughs> what? And he, Bree's like, wait, what? She's like, I... Like, I'm, I'm sorry I'm doing that, but I recognize I did it and I'm trying to apologize. And Danae's like, you won't even let me talk. This is abuse. Like, I could have screamed when he said that. It was so manipulative. It was so fucked up. It's not abuse. Oh, God. Poor Brie. That was a really, really upsetting moment when Danae did that. I, mm, I did not like that one bit. Danae, I don't like... And then we see in a clip for next week that they get into a huge fight and she has to call the police on him. And Jessica says that he can't come back into my house. And you know what? I believe Jessica when she says that. But yeah, it was such a weird conversation. Brie was really trying. And here's the thing. I think that freaked. I think it freaked Danae out that Brie was really trying. I think he did not like that Brie was taking accountability for what she was saying. And because of that, he was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not. No, 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 no. I think he just did not, he, I think Bri- Danae needs Brianna to be in the wrong so that he can get off on like his justified anger. I think Danae is a person who really thrives on justified anger because I think a lot of bad things have happened to Danae in his life. I can't imagine that it's very easy for him to, that's such an ignorant state. I was going to say I can't imagine that it's very easy to be for him to be transphobic. No shit, Liz. <laughs> it's not first of all I just fucked that word up I meant transgendered not transphobic he's not transphobic he is transgendered oh I'm losing my words what I meant was I I just can't imagine that he's had the easiest life you know 
he's black, he's transgendered, like that he has the chips stacked against him. So I think he's a person and I can relate to this that I feel good when I'm right and be like I'm being wronged and I know I'm right about it. Does that I don't know if that makes sense, but basically justified anger when bad things are happening and you feel angry about it and you know you have a right to feel angry. And like in uh, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, they talk about like alcoholics loving justified anger and how it's so dangerous for us because we can like go full into it and it doesn't ever bring us to a good place. And like, I don't think Danae's an alcoholic. We haven't seen any sign of that, but I do think he has that trait of really getting off on justified anger so I think when Brianna like calms down and admits to him like yo I fucked up like this was not right like I'm really sorry for this I don't want to do this anymore he doesn't know how to handle that because then he's in the wrong or not even that he's in the wrong but that he can't be angry anymore and he can't hold on to that anger so what he does is he then continues to flip it around on her which is so fucked up and so unfair and so unhealthy. And with that conversation, it's like, oh, these two are done. I'm not surprised by the next episode that they're in a fight that involves the police coming because there was him reacting that way to her so earnestly and genuinely apologizing to him and taking accountability for actions. Her actions was so alarming to me. You know, she, and I can get what he's saying. Like, I'm not, if he had said to her, Brianna, I hear what you're saying. This has happened quite a few times and I'm going to be honest. I'm not sure if I trust that the next time we get in a fight that you won't take the baby from me. But you know what? I appreciate that you're recognizing it. And because we are together and because we want to be together and because I want to raise this child with you, I'm going to let you try and prove that to me. Instead, he says, this is domestic violence. This is like domestic violence. You know, you're emotionally abusing me. (laughs) Oh, God. Poor Brianna. Oh, I'm so excited to see this play out. I'm so excited to see their fight next week. I'm so, I really hope that we get to meet the new boyfriend. Um, because I don't, I don't think I have Danae on Instagram. I'm not sure if Danae's on Instagram or at least not on a public Instagram, which is very annoying. Although maybe I can under, I wonder if Danae's just going to be off the show. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Danae gets arrested or the police come, maybe not arrested, but the police come, and then he goes back to Chicago and decides he does not want any more involvement at all with Brianna, and as a result, MTV. I think that would probably be the healthiest thing for him. <laughs> you know, collect his check for the seven episodes that he was on, or whatever episode next week is, and not be involved in the reunion. <sighs> I hope that's what he does, to be honest. I hope that his family encourages that, because MTV is just bad for everyone. <laughs> Oh, God. Brianna, I love you, girl. Okay, I want to go on to Jade, who had a pretty interesting week and what I would call a sad week, to be honest. Um, The episode starts with Jade just hanging out with the baby, and she's still fighting with Sean because, as we found out last week, Sean put in his two weeks notice at work and quit. Somebody on Reddit brought up, or maybe on Facebook, brought up a good point that they wonder if because we know Sean's job drug tests, because Jade's father was fired from the job for drug tests. Uh, I wonder if Sean failed, like, knew he was going to be drug tested, so he quit, or he failed a drug test, and he's just not being honest. 
with Jade about it. I wouldn't be that surprised. She calls her mom Crystal and is bitching about Sean. <laughs> and Crystal says uh, she wished that he just put, she just put that bitch out regarding like kicking Sean out. <laughs> And Jade doesn't want to sacrifice her happiness anymore. Now, it's funny. Jade, not funny, but Jade is definitely what I would say is a pretty unique situation as far as the teen moms are concerned, in which that she has a baby dad that's very, very active in her child's life, but is basically ignoring her. I feel like it's kind of always the opposite. Either the dad doesn't do shit for the baby and kind of just wants to be with the mom and hang around, or he's just not around at all. I think that's, I don't know, have we seen this dynamic at all where the mom has no complaints about the child being a father, the child being a father, about the father, like, in his abilities to be a father and it's just all about their relationship? Maybe Kale and Joe in the earlier seasons, and I guess maybe Corey and Leah, but no, because they weren't even together at this point. He had already dumped her for cheating on him. I don't know I just we haven't really seen that at least not when the baby's a newborn so Jade basically goes out and picks a fight with Sean where she's like why aren't you paying attention to me and Sean says the most ludicrous thing in the whole world which is he quit his job for her which no you absolutely did not not at all I'd be if somebody said that to me I would be so fucking enraged and so was Jade. Jade is like, all you do is pay attention to her in the video games. He's like, yeah, Jade, because you're an adult. <laughs> or no, he says, you're a big girl. I don't know. I thought that was kind of funny. I I feel bad for Jade. I get what she's saying. That, like, Sean is there and he's taking care of her daughter and that's great. But, like, why are they together if he's just there to take care of her daughter? Like, she wants a boyfriend that pays attention to her. Yeah, I think that's pretty responsible or not responsible but mature actually she's able to recognize like she doesn't have to stay with sean just because he takes care of his kid she's like if sean wants to be a dad like great that's great for him but like i don't want to be with him if he's only going to pay attention to the girl in the video game the baby in the video games like he has to make time for me um so they start screaming at each other and they escalate to screaming very quickly i noticed jade is mature but she's a yeller she's definitely a yeller sean is definitely a yeller and they are like full on cursing each other out like fuck you fuck you jade screaming i'm fucking leaving you and i'm taking my fucking baby with me and he's he's like you can't take the baby and she's like i'm her mother and he screams i'm her father i don't like the way sean yells it is really aggressive to me and i mean the same could be said for jade but let's be real i'm scared of men not women (laughs) (laughs) men yelling scares me more than women so i have a more visceral visceral reaction to sean his voice gets so low and it's like so guttural if you guys notice his screaming voice is just so much lower than his normal voice and it just it scares me (laughs) jade gets the baby already and she's walking out the door and sean just casually goes have a good time i love you (laughs) No, it was so weird. I think Sean feels like they can fight and then there will be no consequences for it. I think that's probably been how they were for a long time, where they just got into these big blowout matches. I think 
Jade is probably one of those people that just needs to, like, scream and get shit out. And Sean just, like, screams back and then she gets over it and he's, like, cool and doesn't care. And I think that's what he thought was happening here and was very surprised when Jade turns around and says, go fuck yourself. Or fuck off, I think she said. (laughs) He was like, what? I think having a baby has probably really woken Jade up to how fucked up their relationship is. And I think she's jealous of the baby a little. And I'm not hating on her for that. I I think I would be jealous of the baby a little too. You have this boyfriend that like totally ignores you because he's addicted to playing video games. And you kind of tell yourself like, okay, well, he ignores me because he works 60 hours a week and he's addicted to playing video games. But it's like, it's not about me, you know, like he, he just like has these other things. And then all of a sudden, like he quits his job. And he's able to dedicate time to the baby. And so she's like, well, if he can dedicate time to the baby and step away, stop working and stop playing a video game for the baby, like, why is he not able to step away for me? And I don't think that's, like, crazy for her to feel jealous of the attention that Sean's giving the baby when he won't give her any attention. I don't think it's healthy. And I think Jade realizes it's not healthy. And I don't think she would say out loud, like, I'm jealous of the attention the father's pet that my child's father is giving her and not giving me. But it's kind of what it's... The way she talks about it, it screams jealousy to me. And I hope she realizes that. And I hope that they actually did break up. Although I did see her comment on his Instagram the other day, like, Daddy. I don't know if she meant as a father or, like, sexually or both. Because, you know, it's 2018 and every girl calls her boyfriend Daddy now, I guess been out of the dating game a long time but I don't think that was a thing when I was with my (laughs) ex-boyfriend because I didn't do that if you do that you know you do you everybody has their own thing but I don't like when I can't tell if somebody on is leaving an Instagram comment that means like you're my kid's daddy or like daddy fuck me Hmm. it's hard times these days you know 2018 is like a weird place to be in So she goes to stay with her friend Vanessa, who her hair looks crazy. This, like, half updo poodle ponytail thing is not cute. It doesn't look cute on anyone. It doesn't look cute on Lala Kent from Vanderpump Rules. It doesn't look good on Jade, Jade's friend Vanessa. Sorry, someone's honking in my parking lot. Um, she said, I mean, this is what I mean by that she's jealous. She says, you give her all the attention in the game, all the attention. You give me no attention. <laughs> yeah not they're not in a good place (laughs) we find out that jade's parents get evicted from their hotel and she lets them come to her house to stay even though she's not even there so she has to leave vanessa's house to come to take care of this mess and i noticed jade's parents were sleeping in a bed but there's no way they have a two-bedroom apartment right maybe they do did sean sleep on the couch to play his video games and her parents slept in her bed i don't know I feel very uncomfortable with Jade's parents. They, by the way, MTV, like, got them sleeping, and I could not make heads heads or tails of, like, where body parts were and whose body was whose. It was... They give me the heebie-jeebies, her parents. I just... I don't know why. I can't explain why, but something about them sleeping in Jade's bed makes me uncomfortable. So... Jade comes home and her parents are still asleep and Jade is crying because she just feels overwhelmed and stressed. 
And Sean's like, why are you crying? She's like, I'm just upset. And she basically says, like, I don't want to be with you. And Sean's like, okay. And then he walks into the bathroom and starts sobbing. (laughs) I don't know. It was pretty sad. I know I shouldn't feel sad for Sean, but, like, it was sad. It was sad that he was, like, sobbing. And Jade goes in to comfort him. And he's just like I don't understand like why can't like let's just work on it like we're at a low point but we can get back to a high point and Jude's like I just don't want to fix this like there's just too much animosity I don't know how we would move past it and he's like but we can move past it I swear and Jade's like I'm not really interested in moving passing (laughs) yikes it was um, it was sad it was like a a depressing breakup scene and he was just sitting on the toilet crying (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> poor Sean but yeah I'm excited to see if they like actually break up and if she actually makes them leave and what's gonna happen with her parents so Jade we'll see you next week hey guys to hear the rest of this week's episode come on over to patreon.com slash eb psychos thank you all so much have a great week bye This has been an episode of Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Executive producers Molly McAleer and Liz Bentley. Produced by Nicole Matthews. Special thanks to Sarah DiGiovanna for our logo. Head on over to our Patreon page for more rewards. www.patreon.com slash ebpsychos and come on over to our Facebook page for more discussion.